Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew. I'm Andrew. And I'm Kelly. We got a week full of news. It's a really strange week because this is like that post E3 lull where we get like little updates related to things we found out about at E3, as well as uh, some things that definitely did not have to do with E3, some some real real world stuff that we're going to talk about. It's going to be a good show, though. Uh, not quite three hours like last year's ep- or last episode's epic, but it'll be a good one. <laughs> Are you ready to hop in, Kelly? I was born ready. Wow, you had to wait I a feel long like I time. Say that, <laughs> I feel like I say that every week. I don't think you do because I just imagined that you've been waiting your entire life for episode right. six of Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew. It's all been leading up to this moment. <laughs> Where Let's I announce oh. that Microsoft is planning to bring next-gen exclusives to the Xbox One via the cloud. You announced that. I did, yeah. You're that's welcome, not, Microsoft. That's not news that we're imparting onto the world. That's that's You're announcing that. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was but- told first, <laughs> told to pass this along. Everybody else. <laughs> We are breaking news here. Wow, I didn't realize that was us that was breaking that. I thought that was <laughs> the many, many outlets who reported on this, but right. it's us. Uh, I was surprised to hear this. It makes sense, but it's still kind of it's a little weird. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't really make sense to me, but maybe I'm just like thinking of companies who want like money, money, money all the time, which obviously that's what Microsoft is, but. It's kind of shocking to me that they would offer this for people who don't have the Series X yet. It feels like it could cannibalize their own sales. Like, if you have a decent internet connection and you're fine with cloud gaming, why go buy a Series X when you could just get an old Xbox One? And it'll be, well, I guess you'd have to get a One S so it's in 4K, but like, it'll be very similar in quality. Right. I mean, I'm happy because maybe I won't buy a series x i've never tried streaming games because you know i like owning them but maybe this is a good alternative yeah i I think it's hard with wi-fi i think that if you had like an ethernet hookup you could do it yeah but i think wi-fi is a little less reliable yeah because i mean i'm just thinking about this like if i chose not to get a series x i still would like to play starfield next year if that's on game pass and available through like the cloud that'd be an awesome alternative you know yeah for sure it definitely slowed me down on my plans to buy a series x but but we'll also have to see because this might not be we don't know how powerful the infrastructure is because right now they stream games but you know there's a big difference between streaming a game and streaming a next generation game to a current generation console i guess we should stop saying that current generation game to a last gen console it's just hard because like it still feels like there's a supply i mean it doesn't feel this way there's still like supply shortages and stuff like that so it's hard to think that we're in the current generation but i i guess next year it'll feel a little more concrete because there will be a lot more games yeah exclusively for uh current gen this year's been kind of empty, in my opinion. 
Oh, yeah, I think that's pretty definitive. We've had next to nothing at this point. <laughs> we have another report from Bloomberg that the PlayStation VR 2 will launch in the holiday of 2022. They also suggest that they're using Samsung OLED panels inside the headset. I have no reason not to believe that the PSVR 2 is coming next year. Everything points to that. It just makes sense. We've seen the controllers. They've been talking about it. Like, it's probably coming next year, and holiday just makes sense. But now I don't want to believe it, because Bloomberg said it, and they said the Samsung OLED thing, which is exactly what they said about a certain Switch Pro, which certainly did not happen. So at this point, out of spite, I have to believe this story is false. Yeah, I feel like maybe they'd wait a little bit longer because when did the PSVR come out in relation to the PlayStation 4? It was quite quite a few years into its launch because VR wasn't really there for a while, right? It was about three years, so there's a three-year so, gap between, yeah. I think it'll be a little bit longer, especially when you think about the fact that there's not really, I don't know, I don't feel like there's a huge incentive to buy PlayStation products right now. Yeah, and I mean, the VR market is so, like, democratic now, I guess. Like, there's so many different platforms to buy, and there's some really cheap options that people are going for. And, like, having to own a PlayStation 5 just to enter the market, it made sense when it had been three years, you know, between the PS4 and the PSVR 1. So maybe it would make more sense just like logistically to wait until 2023 once it had been that three year span and, and plenty of people had the, the console. But I don't know. I, I mean, I'm fine either way because I will I probably won't get it for at least a year because I'm assuming the rollout of VR games will be even slower than the rollout of just regular PlayStation games. So I'm in no rush. Do you enjoy VR games? Um, I love Beat Saber. <laughs> <laughs> I play a lot of Beat Saber, but like honestly, no other game has quite hooked me. And I haven't bought a lot of games. Like I played the um the game Job Simulator on my quest. Ugh, and it, it I was, love Job Simulator. Yeah, it was really nice because like that that gave me a good room scale experience, you know, because I have a large enough space in my house that when I play, I can actually like walk around and get around the space, which is really cool. You can like bend under counters and look at things that are under the table. Like it's it's really neat that room scale stuff. But like right after that, I loved it. So I got the sequel vacation simulator and it was like far more restrictive and had a lot of teleporting. Like the first game felt like it was really immersing me. And then the second game took away a lot of that immersion. So it was like, I don't know, it almost turned me off from a lot of different VR stuff. I intend to go in a little deeper when my regular video game backlog is a little better, but I pretty frequently put the headset on and play Beat Saber. So it's not an underused console. It's just used for a very specific purpose. Right. I know I've only, I don't own any VR myself, but I, I've been to like a VR cafe once before. And then oh, yeah. that's where I played Job Simulator, which was very fun. And then a friend of a friend uh, had a VR set. And we played Beat Saber for a little while, and it was really fun. But I just, I, it's it's hard. I don't know if it's just because it's something that I'm not used to, but I always struggle with the headset. It just feels really heavy on my head. Yeah, that I had that problem with the Quest too. You had to, I had to purchase an Elite 
uh, head strap, which was fifty extra dollars, but it like actually distributed the weight properly on my head because hmm. the regular strap makes it feel like there's so much weight on your right around your eyes on your face. So might yeah. be something worth looking into. Right. You know what else is worth looking into? Wow, a little was... event. Uh huh. A little event that's happening in about a month, almost a month. It'll be a month to when this episode comes out. Yes, the twenty second. Um. So at EA Play Live, there's rumors that a fan favorite quote unquote series will be revived. Um, so that could be a lot of things. People think it's going to be dead space. I think that's probably the most likely. And I think it won't, it won't be anything like, I think it'll be like a remaster or something like that. I don't think it'll be like a new game. Yeah. I hadn't thought about it, but that probably makes the most sense. People really liked the original dead space games. I don't really like them because I like the, gore stuff i was kind of like all right whatever it's like scary but it's like it's only scary because of the like jumping i feel like the actual concepts are just kind of gross which is how a lot of horror is but that's fine it's just not my thing i don't know though what are your thoughts do you, what do you think it's gonna be i mean i was looking at their their list of ips and like it's kind of the only one that sticks out to me that makes sense and there was like a light tease from an executive that it was going to be spooky so mm -hmm. that really, really narrows the field of what it could be. And like there's certain series like Titanfall and like Mirror's Edge that could technically be it. But like those games aren't dead in my in my brain, you know, like yeah. Dead Space 3 came out two generations ago and that was the end of the series. Right. Whereas Mirror's Edge and Titanfall both had generation games just this last generation. So I don't know. I think it's good to bring back like more single player experiences but my trust for ea is it's <laughs> not exactly powerful so i'm gonna have to wait and see on this one for sure yeah i think it'll be interesting to see what they do because if it is a new game that would be really cool but it's also like dead space 3 wasn't like the best received so some I don't might really say know. horribly received yeah, so I don't really know <laughs> what that would be for, like, a fourth game, if that is what they were going to do. But who knows? It might be something totally different. It might be yep. them just saying something, like, wrong and weird. To throw us off. Like, oh, it was just, it was actually just Mass Effect. Even though it's not really, <laughs> even though it's not really dormant. Um, because we literally had a teaser last year, but I don't know. I just, I don't trust this executive talk or this, like, marketing talk. Yeah, no, I don't. Anything EA says, I take with it an enormous grain of salt. Right. Cannot think of a clever transition for this one. I really like <laughs> Sonic. I love Sonic, and I was trying to think of something about being fast or, or blue. And there's no relation whatsoever to what we just <laughs> talked about. Um, but there was some news uh, related to the Sonic franchise. The series producer, Takashi Azuka said that... Uh, there will be advancement of the modern Sonic games with a new entry. This is Sonic Rangers, although that is not confirmed. We basically know it's called Sonic Rangers. Um, I like the sound of that. 
because at no point did they call forces an advancement. They acknowledged that forces was like, you know, a classic, not classic Sonic, but like a very uh, old fashioned Sonic game. And they didn't claim that it was pushing anything forward. And honestly, I feel like the last time we would have heard anything about advancing the series would be like 2006 when we got that really, really good Sonic game that everybody <laughs> loves. And Sonic 06, it's just you hear that and just legendary status comes to mind. It comes with like a mix of concern and excitement, I guess. Right. Like, what does the word advancement really mean in this context? <laughs> it's actually is only it going on the Game Boy Advance. <laughs> like, is it going to advance some, like, element of, like, storytelling? Is it going to advance, like, <laughs> some element of gameplay? Like, what what more can you do with Sonic gameplay? That's what I'd like to know. Sonic's going to get deep. It's going to get very thought-provoking. It's going to be like a David Cage game. <laughs> it's going to be like the Heavy Rain Sonics. I really want to see that. I really, 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 really want to see that. <laughs> Takashi Azuka, call me. I'll, I'll write it. Sonic has to decide between cutting off his finger and saving his <laughs> son. <laughs> he has a son. <laughs> yeah. Him and um, Amy Rose. No, oh. it's him in the in Sally the Squirrel from the comics. Oh, she's back. Yeah. Wow, this is I'm thrilled to see this product now. I mean, spoiler alert, but <laughs> that's what's happening. That's the advancement. I'm sorry is, to say that is very advanced. I'm not sorry. I'm excited. <laughs> uh, you know what I am sorry about though. Finding out this piece of news. <laughs> There's no way to comfortably <laughs> transition into like heavy news, but you did it. Yeah. Um, so the creator of Five Nights at Freddy's. I almost said Friday Night Funkin'. Because <laughs> I've been seeing the NFNF and I just. So the creator of Five Nights at Freddy's has retired from the franchise. Uh, Scott Cawthon. I think that's how you say his last name. Yeah. Um, I just thought that he retired because he was like over it. But he made I like guess 14 that, games in a year. Yeah. But I guess it's more like he was sort of like scooted in that direction because he it was revealed through uh, Open Secrets. I think that's what it's called. That he uh, was donating to like Donald Trump and Mitch McConnell and like top GOP politicians. One thing I will say, not to be controversial, but I thought this was very funny. He, in his explanation, he was like, well, you know, I'm very pro-life. I'm Christian. I'm like, for someone who's pro-life, you sure make a lot of games about kids dying. <laughs> I getting didn't even eaten think about by that. Animatronics. <laughs> That's not That's very pro-life of you. <laughs> That was my first thought. That's your that's a really good first thought to have on this. <laughs> <laughs> um, we we we're not the most political show, to say the least. Um you're entitled to your own beliefs. Um and if you think he did nothing wrong, okay. Uh I disagree with how he approached the situation very much 
because after this came out, a lot of people doxed him, which is not okay. You should never dox somebody no matter what they did. Um, but he basically came out and said that he still supports the people that the candidates he donated to do not support, which is a little hypocritical. And then basically went on a tirade about maybe not a tirade, but but a tangent about <laughs> how being canceled is bad. And <laughs> and there's just something about the creator of Five Nights at Freddy's <laughs> complaining about cancellation. It's just hard to take seriously. And also he's he's a little dumb and wrong. He wasn't canceled. If you were on Twitter, the amount of people being like, oh, he did nothing wrong. It's like, okay, if you get canceled, that doesn't happen. You know, that's right. not what it means. Right. Also, it's like, oh, boohoo, I feel so bad for you getting canceled, quote unquote, when you're like lying on piles and piles of hot topic <laughs> money. Exactly. And he gets to peacefully, like of his own accord, regardless of what he said, he gets to step away from this on his own terms. And he's passing the series on to whoever he chooses and likely raking in enormous quantities of money for the rest of his life. That's not cancellation. That's not. Yeah. I don't so. feel bad for him. No, and I mean that's I've never cared about these games. I appreciate when people like a game, but the culture around this game confuses me. <laughs> oh so much. <laughs> I just like how he was like, I'm gonna get back to making games for my kids. <laughs> like, okay, good luck with your with your FNAF brain. I mean, if you've seen what he made before Five Nights at Freddy's, it's it's scarier than anything in those games. <laughs> Truly mortifying. Oof. Um moving on from that, we have some slightly happier news. Slightly. Nintendo would like to assure us that Bayonetta 3 is still coming along despite its absence at E3. And then Mr. Hideki Kamiya, the director of Platinum Games and a producer on this game, uh, politely asked fans to shut up <laughs> because he gets real annoyed every time that this game doesn't appear at an event and everybody starts tweeting like, oh, is it canceled? Is it canceled? And then he's he always gets frustrated and says, no, stop, stop asking, which I understand. On that same note, it has been three and a half years and we've seen nothing. So this direct felt like prime time to show it. So it was very unusual. It felt very weird that it wasn't there. So I get people asking. I feel better that they assured us that it's coming along because after E3, I started to legitimately ask myself if I thought it was canceled. And I don't want that to happen. So even though I am sad I haven't seen it, I'm glad that they, they assured us that it is still coming. Yeah, it's nice to have like a little bit of like comfort, even if it's not super substantial. It's nice to at least hear the existence of it. Yeah, just hearing its name from a Nintendo, a Nintendo executive means, okay, they know it exists. That makes me feel better. Mm hmm. I agree. Speaking of Nintendo and knowing things exist, um, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> I thought I, I think it's a pretty good transition. I'm not going to lie. I will say we um, have said the word speaking of, I think, seven times so far this episode. So well, keep, you keep know. count at home. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my favorite Mr. Bowser 
And I'm not talking about the dinosaur dragon turtle man. <laughs> um, reassured Animal Crossing fans that they are still working on like a DLC expansion content. So that actually is reassuring. <laughs> yeah, he, he's. It, I don't think it's going to be anything like really big. I think they're kind of done with the really big stuff. But I don't know. I'm like wondering if maybe because a long time ago, someone like cracked the code and was like, oh, yeah, Brewster's in there. And I'm wondering if like, where is he? Where are Will they keeping he? him? Where are they keeping that coffee serving pigeon? <laughs> I just want to know because that was like my favorite part was like, like doing everybody's little coffee orders and like giving to them to the villagers and like you could have like the little coffee cup with you. It was really cute. Um, and he's, his absence is sorely felt in New Horizons. I'm kind of hoping because the updates that they gave to the game were, were like they were pretty decent content, but mostly just kind of finishing the game in a lot of ways. Like, adding holidays that maybe should have been there to start with. Um, so I'm hoping like maybe this they're talking about some major expansions here, you know, like paid DLC that really adds a lot of content, maybe like expands the island, expands what you can do with the island, that kind of stuff. Because the free right. updates kind of, unless you're still playing every day, those free updates are really not quite enough to just bring people back for the most part. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Bowser did not just talk about <laughs> Animal Crossing this week, though. He also... <laughs> I'm just like calling him Mr. Bowser, and I'm glad that you are, too. <laughs> it will never not be funny that the president of Nintendo of America is is Bowser. <laughs> that will be funny forever. <laughs> but during an interview, he was asked about the Switch Pro which we've talked about a good few times on the show, we honestly expected. Would you agree that you expected to see this this thing before E3 even rolled around? Yeah. So at this point, we're in a really weird spot where we don't really know what's going on, but somebody asked him in a Washington Post interview some, about the Switch Pro. Is it happening? What are you, what are you guys doing? And he gave a very uh, long-winded shrug emoji, essentially. <laughs> Because he said, and I quote, we are always looking at technology and how technology can enhance gameplay experiences. It's not technology for technology's sake. Reading that aloud, I realized that the word technology is in that too many times. But um, ah, it's a non-answer. I know he's not allowed to say what they're doing because he's not even like the president of main Nintendo. But I don't know. Give us I a feel like they. Yeah, I feel like, they, didn't they like say something at the beginning of the Direct about like working on the Switch's technology or something like that? There I feel no... like they alluded to it during the Direct as well, but maybe I'm like just confused. I think there were very loose allusions because there was no specific references to hardware, which they made very specific note not to mention hardware whatsoever. You know? Mm -hmm. It was, I don't know. We'll see. I, I would like a Switch Pro, but at this point, I'm so like jaded about waiting for this thing because we've known about it since like two years ago, probably. Because as soon as the yeah. Switch Lite and Switch Pro rumors started going around and then Switch Lite got announced and released, everybody's like, well, I mean, Switch Pro's on the way. 
And it feels like it's been like two years of that loop. And it seemed very set to happen finally this this month. And this month is about to be over. So maybe not even this year. Maybe not ever. Honestly, maybe not even ever. Maybe they're just going <laughs> to wait for the Switch 2. Yeah, who knows? I, I don't know. I feel like every console has a pro these days. It'll I think it'll come out eventually. I just don't think it'll be as exciting as everybody like is sort of hyping it up to be. How can it be with this level of insane buildup? Yeah. It will disappoint inevitably. Right. What a nice transition. Were you trying Another really hard game. not to say speaking of? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another game that had a lot of insane buildup and did not live up to expectations. Um, Cyberpunk 2077 is back on the PlayStation Store. It still comes with a warning of severe performance issues. <laughs> here's okay, here's my two cents. It also released a there was also a patch. It was a really big patch. Um, like last week, around the same time, like right before they put it back on the PlayStation Store. Here's my two cents. I enjoyed Cyberpunk 2077 enough to play it through all the way twice. And I will say that the patches definitely help. They make it a better game. It was kind of like the same situation as like Mass Effect Andromeda. When you when it first launched, it was like, you were kind of like, what am I playing? But if you play the <laughs> game now, it's, it's, a lot, it's a lot more like stable and it's not buggy. And the game just looks and plays better. I feel like Cyberpunk's improvements are not necessarily going to be on that level. I think they're just going to be bug fixes until the first DLC, which is supposedly coming out later this year. But really? it's almost, yeah. But it's, hmm. you know, we're halfway through the year, so we'll see. I mean, I think we were supposed to have the next gen version of this game by now. Like, initial plan was to have it first half of 2021, and then they pushed it back all the way to the second half of 2021, which, you know, in game terms, six months doesn't sound like a lot, but for an update to a game, that's that's a long time. And that's honestly what's keeping me away. Like, I've been waiting for that next-gen version to get announced, and it's been so long now that I'm just like, maybe I'll just make that higher up on the backlog, if it's going to be that long. Yeah, I will say... um like after that first patch, a lot of like the stability, like if you play it on the PS5, a lot of the stability issues are not there anymore. Like it doesn't crash half as much as it did. Um, and I, I mean, I first played it on the PlayStation on a 2016 PlayStation 4. So <laughs> I know all about what Cyberpunk looks like when it's not playing the way it should. Um, I think the the issue with it being removed from the store wasn't necessarily about performance because pl the PlayStation Store has awful games on it <laughs> all the time. Yeah, it's just um, mainstream. Right. And I also think it had to do with like CD Projekt Red being like, yeah, we'll give you a refund. And Sony being like, whoa, whoa, whoa hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Wait a minute. We don't do that. We don't do that. We don't do that. So they had to like, I think there was just a lot of like financial issues and stuff like that. So. Yeah, this whole situation has never it's stopped sad. being a mess, honestly, I don't think. <laughs> it's sad. It's too late for them to recover that goodwill with this game. They're, I think their only hope now is to make a good next game, like a really, really good next game. Yeah, or like really, really fun multiplayer, because they are still planning on doing that. Uh, yeah, 
I'm not putting many cards on that. <laughs> Kelly, do you shop on Amazon.com? I do. I have a delivery coming for me today, even <gasps> though I'm trying not to use Amazon as much because Bad. I uh, don't really like Jeffrey Bezos. Jeffrey? Yeah, me and him are me and him are not close. But are are you gonna buy his game though when he makes one? Yeah, when he gets back from space. Yeah, and he'll be like, "Oh my gosh, I gotta make that a video game now. I gotta make a video game about <laughs> my experience." Right, and that video game was called Bezos Metroid Dread. Oh, oh, Metroid Dreads about <laughs> Jeff Bezos going to space. That's what it is. <laughs> Jeff Bezos becomes Sorry, a space bounty hunter. Just trying to give you something to work with there. I didn't really need <laughs> anything, and I just let you go because you had such a big smirk. You you clearly had that boiling in your mind for for a bit there. I did, yeah. So Metroid Dread, announced last week at Nintendo's E3 showcase, is currently... As of June 17th, which is a couple days ago, because it's still up there on the top 10. But on June 17th, it was number one on Amazon's video games bestseller chart, which is not small. That's not a small thing. You know, usually that game is like the new Call of Duty that was announced or just like, honestly, I would have expected the new Battlefield to be up there. Nothing surprising. Games that sell so many copies that it's just, you know, a given that they'll be up there. But Metroid being up there. That's shocking to me. I love Metroid, but it is historically an underselling franchise every single time it releases a game. So if they really did create a level of interest and hype that is going to sell copies of this game, this is tremendous news because this game really needs to sell well for Nintendo to think that Metroid is viable. That is kind of a given, and I really hope it does succeed. I think it will. I think there's a lot of promise, and I think that old Metroid fans will really enjoy it. I think new Metroid fans will really enjoy it, just on the basis of they know that it's so beloved, and they know that they really have effed up with the Metroid uh, franchise in the past, so I feel like they want to do right by it. But I'm hopeful that it sells well and they continue making these games, because I don't want there to be a 19 year gap between Metroid 5 and 6 yes be a bit much so yes. I also tried I tried to acquire the the Amiibo 2 pack this week did not go my way that thing was stocked horribly I'm understocked I'm yeah. sorry those Amiibos man it's like sharks out there yeah just a little this... drop in the water and it's over yeah, the special edition of Metroid Dread is also already listed on eBay from a lot of sellers at $200. It's a $90 special edition being resold at $200. <laughs> Don't you love scalpers? I do, yeah. It's not even a great special edition. It's like a couple art cards and a little art book and a steel book, and that's it. Ugh. Which is worth it for 90 bucks. That's not a bad price for that. You know, add 30 bucks, you get a bunch of cool stuff. Add 140 bucks to the base price? No, 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 So, yeah, that's a whole nother situation. Not going to comment on that because there is a chance that it will legitimately be stocked well in stores and it won't matter. So 
Gonna have to wait till October to see. Right. And you know what else we'll have to wait for? <laughs> the title <laughs> of Breath of the Wild 2. The actual title. But Nintendo said, no, no, no. You won't hear it from us yet because it'll give away too much about the game. I'm very excited by that prospect. I don't get it. I feel like all of the titles give away a lot about the games. Twilight Princess. I mean, maybe it's like the point. Maybe there's a lot more to this game that we don't even know about. Like that trailer really was a teaser and we really don't know, you know, like the central gimmicks and what this game is going to be about. Maybe it'll be like Breath of the Wild 2 Zelda's Zelda Awakening. <laughs> Did you just use Link's Awakening as basis? <laughs> yes, but then you get to play as her. Maybe. I Boom. mean, there's there's got to be some Link, obviously, because that trailer was a lot of Link. But I don't know. Maybe it's just like... Why are they being so secretive about it, though? Maybe it's like Breath of Time, and there's a lot of time travel. Maybe it's like Breath of the Space, and you leave this planet? Whoa. <laughs> I don't Maybe think it's that's like super Breath likely. Of the, Breath of the Sky, where you go into the sky. We kind of... And you yeah. breathe. And the air is really thin up there. So you pass out. And that's why it's called breath. Exactly. Because you're, exactly. you're out of it. Right. So that's been uh, this series. We're done. There's no more episodes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, no, you're clapping again. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly has learned nothing about what her claps sound like on her microphone. so that's all the news this week it feels so strange to have less than six pages of pure news after last week um so do we want to move into what we've been uh playing this week yes uh andrew tell me what game you've been playing games uh, you've been playing i got a couple new releases that i've been playing so this is this is some recent information the first game that i played this last week and this was also being played you know after the, over the past couple weeks but with e3 we decided not to talk about it last week um this week i played final fantasy 7 remake intergrade and intermission which is oh boy a square enix title if i've ever heard one <laughs> so everybody knows final Snow fantasy 358 7. <laughs> days over two but not quite it's getting there though um right. so final fantasy 7 remake came out last year for ps4 they remastered it if you will and they're releasing it on ps5 as remake intergrade that is a free upgrade if you own the ps4 version or you can just go out and buy a physical copy for ps5 and they also released intermission which is a dlc episode starring uh yuffie from final fantasy 7 it takes place during the main story of the game and tells a separate story that's parallel to it I played the PS4 Pro version of Final Fantasy VII last year, and it was great. looked amazing. Um, this PS5 upgrade is really incredible, though. They did a ton of work to upgrade a lot of little visual shortcomings, and the frame rate is super stable 60 now instead of 30. They upped the resolution even at 60 FPS. 
So I, I'm very happy with how this game visually looks on PS5. Honestly, I expected the new content to be kind of not much to it, you know, but it, there was a lot more to it than I expected. I played about eight hours. That was the, the main story of episode intermission, intermission episode. And I did a lot of the side content, but still not 100% of it. Um, so there's, I probably could get like between 10 and 14 hours on this, which is, you know, for a $20 DLC, that's really good. It, it's music was all different from the original game. So there's a couple of repeating tracks, but they wrote a lot of new music for this. And it's like super jazzy. Oh. And most of it's not based on Final Fantasy VII music. It's like original stuff. And I'm a big fan. I recommend going, if you're not going to play this game or have interest in playing this game, at least go out and look. Look up the intermission soundtrack because it, it's got some good stuff in there. Um, if you are a fan of Final Fantasy VII, there are some huge story revelations in this. Uh, they brought in a lot of content, not just from the original Final Fantasy VII, but also like the compilation titles, which are all the sequels and spinoffs and stuff. They brought some of that in through this DLC. I have no idea how it's going to connect, but they really seem to setting up be setting up some some interesting compilation connections in the future remake parts. So I'm excited to see what that's going to be. Did you have a question? I was going to ask, do you think they'll have a DLC with Vincent? No. Because there is... I, I love Vincent. There was a lot of Dirge of Cerberus content in this DLC, which is Vincent's PlayStation 2 video game. Right. So I think if they were going to bring him in via DLC, they probably would have done it in this. I mean, hopefully Remake Part 2 is just not that far off and you get to play as him soon. Yeah, that's true. And the handling of Yuffie in this is really, really good. So I have a lot of confidence that they will handle all of the characters that we haven't seen yet very well. Good. And also, I, I agree. I just want to see Vincent now. Now. Show me the um, big boy. <laughs> why is he the big boy because he i don't know he looks kind of tall yeah but barrett is like notably the large <laughs> one of the party i guess yeah i guess that's true Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, barrett and the big boy <laughs> but this dlc also expanded upon the plot of the main game a little bit so i'm not going to spoil anything but this The end of this DLC very much explained to me why there was no Part 2 trailer at E3. It felt kind of like the end of this DLC was a trailer for Part 2, so that's mm. another thing. If you don't own a PS5 and are interested, probably go watch these cutscenes at least, because there's some real real good setup for the next, the next entry. Hmm. So, Andrew, what else, what else have you been playing? <laughs> I've also been playing Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. Um the PlayStation 5 exclusive sequel to the Ratchet & Clank franchise. Um, I would say this is the first truly next generation or this generation game that I have played. It's a little sad that it's June of 2021 and I am just now playing what I would consider to be the truly first next generation game. You know, it's, I've had my PS5 for seven months. I've played a lot of PS4 games on it. This is basically the first one that I think has has been a PlayStation 5 game, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's visually just super stunning. 
The character models are insanely detailed. If you go into photo mode and like zoom in on Ratchet or Rivet's face, you can see every eyebrow, like each individual eyebrow. It's nuts. Uh, the ray tracing is really nice in this. There is an option to play at 60 FPS with ray tracing at a lower resolution. That's my recommendation if you're going to play this game because the ray tracing is very nice. There's a lot of beautiful reflections and stuff, but the high frame rate is also very nice. So it's nice that they offered a an option to have both. That is the cut, nice. The cutscenes are like gorgeously animated. If you've seen the 2016 film, which you, if you have not, don't. Don't watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but that movie was well animated at the very least. And this game is very much on par with that movie. So I, I'm very impressed. There was very little, there was very little of two characters standing next to each other talking and they just keep cutting back and forth and they're not moving at all, which was a big problem with the last entry. This game actually, all the cutscenes are very well animated, even the, the lower stakes ones. Um, this gameplay formula is not that different from previous Ratchet games. It's not a bad thing though. Um, but the there are a lot more open spaces. It's like not open world, but you go to a bunch of different worlds and they have giant open spaces for you to explore and find a bunch of secrets. Um, the characters are really well written. The new members of the cast were all very charming and they developed very nicely throughout the story. There's a lot of parallel characters because the whole the whole plot of the game is about basically being in an alternate dimension and there's a lot of alternate versions of characters that you know we've known from the series um ratchet and rivet are alternate versions of each other and then there's a bunch of alternate versions of other side characters um the story was like a balance of some heavy stuff and then a lot of lighthearted stuff um but it didn't like the lighthearted stuff felt genuine and heartfelt versus the last game, which fell into annoying jokey territory very frequently, which to be fair to Insomniac, it's because it was directly based on a film that was very bad and jokey and not didn't have any interesting plot elements, essentially. Um, but the gameplay was super fast paced on this one. They added a dodge. So it's like a phase dodge where you can slide oh. across yeah it's very very fast and it adds a lot of variety to to the movement and stuff during combat um as usual wouldn't be a ratchet game without an enormous variety of guns um which very much enhances the game uh you're very encouraged to try different guns because they all have their own leveling so you want to level up all the guns if you can and that really that forced me to change how I play pretty consistently throughout the game because I found a couple ways that worked really well, but like I didn't want to stick to those because I wanted to level up all my guns, and that really allowed me to explore the game very thoroughly. Mm -hmm. They add they add some fun traversal mechanics later in the game, which I won't spoil, but they they make getting around a lot more fun. I played this game 13 hours. I finished the story in about like 11 or 12. And then very quickly cleaned up some side content so that I could get the platinum trophy. Uh, but I also didn't do everything. I could have continued playing this game probably twice as long so that I could play through challenge mode, upgrade all my weapons, buy all the enhanced weapons. But I decided that I was happy with where I left it. Um, there's definitely an argument to be had that a game that costs $70 maybe should be a little longer than 10-ish hours. I, I like brief games. I like games to you know, come and go quickly so that I don't get tired of them. But for 70 bucks, this is just going to be the problem with this generation. $70 just sounds real steep. 
Yeah. Um, one problem that it did really carry over from the 2016 remake of the first game was that people never shut up in this game. <laughs> so no matter what you're doing, characters are always talking to you and talking over each other and saying, saying something at all times, which can get very frustrating when you're just trying to play and have fun and you don't want to try to listen to every line that they're saying. Um, but with that said, like I said earlier, there's not an over-reliance on comedy. It's more just like flavor text and stuff. Um, I got quite a few glitches while playing through the game. Only a couple actually impacted my ability to like play the game comfortably. Um, my first glitch was like three minutes in. I paused the game, and then I came back and I unpaused, and all of the sound effects were gone, except, <laughs> <laughs> except Ratchet's footsteps. Oh wow! So it's just it was just silence and Ratchet's footsteps. That's that's very abstract. Maybe it was intentional. <laughs> yes, it very much ruined the bombastic opening sequence. So I had to, <laughs> I restarted from the checkpoint and the, the sound came back because it was a very loud set piece, and then it just got very quiet after I unpaused. Right. Um, it uses the PS5 controller really well, so it uses the adaptive triggers interestingly. I don't think I aimed with the left trigger like more than a couple times because. Typically, if you like lightly hold the right trigger, it'll have resistance when you get halfway down and that'll allow you to see like where you're aiming and then you press down all the way to actually shoot your shot. And mm -hmm. I like that a lot. It felt a lot more organic once I got used to it because it's a little right. weird. That's cool. And the vibrations are really nice on the controller. They use the speaker pretty, pretty smartly. So it's close to the best use of the controller behind only Astrobot, which kind of doesn't count <laughs> yeah because that was basically a controller demo right um this game really does take advantage of the ssd on the ps5 though the solid state drive because um, every game i've played on here on the ps5 that's taken advantage of it has basically just no loading that's the thing you know resident evil 8 no loading uh demon souls no loading but this game feels like it actually was built with the ssd in mind design wise because you go through these rifts into different dimensions and you're instantly in a different world, like a drastically different world. And that really feels like a proper utilization of the SSD to, to enhance the gameplay and do interesting things. Mm -hmm. So I think this this was a return to form for the series. It kind of stepped out a little bit with the 2016 entry and it was good, but you know, not quite as excellent. And this reminds me a lot of the PlayStation 3 entries, which were arguably the pinnacle of the series so i really hope that they're starting like a new kind of series with this and they really go good places soon yeah it's good to hear i've only heard generally positive things so what have you been playing kelly well i'm still playing andromeda i'm having a good time with it still um i have nothing new to really <laughs> add there but it, on a more exciting note, I did get my PC, my gaming PC last week. Um, so what I did was like I picked out a bunch of parts and somebody built it for me and then they sent it to me. And I have really been enjoying it. The only issue is I didn't get like an internet booster, like a Wi-Fi booster. So oh. all my games are really long to download, <laughs> um, which kind of sucks. But I... I've sort of been like taking everything. I'm in the process right now of like trying to port um, this character from Mass Effect Andromeda, Mass, Mass Effect Andromeda over to 
um, my PC so I can play it on there instead because I don't know if any of you guys know this, but Mass Effect Andromeda did, never got a performance boost. Shocking shock of shocks. They don't <laughs> care enough about that game to like try. So it still runs on 30 FPS on a PlayStation 5. And if you've been playing PlayStation 5 games or uh, PC games for long enough, your eyes start to get used to 60 frames. So anything mm -hmm. lower than that starts to get, it looks like really slow. Yeah. I never thought I'd be this kind of person who was into frame rate stuff, but I honestly, it's like not, it's like hard for me to look at. No, Just I don't blame you. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I don't think I'll be able to, I might just have to like restart. Thankfully, I'm not that deep into the game. I'm probably like seven or eight hours into it, which sounds deep for someone <laughs> who enjoys short games, but I really like long games, like long RPGs that I can just like, not 100%, but maybe like 85%, maybe not Andromeda because there's a lot of like fetch quests that don't really result in anything substantial, but point is is that i'm willing to put in the work to get those beautiful 60 crisp frames and some mods i really like mods so so what's it how's it feel to be a pc owner how's it feel to be a pc gamer now it feels pretty good i actually am like not as i was kind of worried because i had played a few games on my laptop but that was like using my laptop keyboard uh, so yeah. I was a little bit worried about like the mouse and keyboard situation at the PC, even though I've used mouse and keyboard on my laptop. Um, so I bought some like rests for my wrists because I played for like 10 hours yesterday and my wrists were like red because <laughs> they were just on my desk. But it feels good. I mean, you know, I wish everybody could do it because I feel like you really do get the best performance, but it's not. For a lot of people, it's just not like feasible financially, which is, I mean, you know, I use my stimmy. So thanks, Joe Biden, <laughs> for my PC. <laughs> Joe Biden is the direct reason that you'll be playing Mass Effect Andromeda at 60 FPS. <laughs> it's true. It's like the domino meme where it's like Joe Biden getting elected. And then the last piece is like <laughs> Kelly playing Mass Effect Andromeda at 60 frames per second. <laughs> Actually, I think it's just two dominoes. I think those are pretty directly linked. That's true. Yeah. I think he said that at inauguration day. He did. Yeah. He actually called me before to run it by me. Uh, okay. That would have been kind of, it would have been kind of crappy if he said your name at the inauguration without asking. Right. So. Without asking. Exactly. Yeah. But you didn't want to be there because you were too busy playing PC. Yeah. I was too busy, you know, being a PC gamer. Yeah. Even though you didn't have one yet, you were a PC gamer. At heart, yeah, in my like in my heart, I was, yeah. Are you gonna start telling me that I'm wrong for playing on PlayStation Five now because you have a PC? No, because you know what, I'm still really attached to my PlayStation, and I'm not gonna like, you know, treat it like a brick or anything like that. It still has a lot of utility, um, especially because like I don't want to like overdo it with the PC, overdo it with storage. I just want my like standards on there. Games that I really like to mod games that I really like to just like sit and play for hours and hours and hours because yeah. I have a comfortable setup there. My PlayStation setup, not quite as comfortable, so I can only put a few hours in at a time. But um, no, I still find a lot of utility out of both. So. so I'm assuming Xbox, getting an Xbox is off the table now since you have access to all their games. Probably. 
I'm looking right now as we speak at my sad little Xbox 360, just sitting on my sitting on my dresser. He's dusty. He's crusty. I don't know what disc is in there. It's probably corroded. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably you know what it probably is is Mass Effect Three because that's like the last game that I played on there. I think. Well, good news. You can play all that on your PC now. I know. Can you believe it? It took about five hours to download Mass Effect Legendary Edition on my PC. So, wow, that you might want to get that. Might want to get that booster. I know. Well, it's funny because I started downloading Andromeda, and it was like a hundred days estimated <laughs> time. I was like, um, I was like, um, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> um, okay, but no, it's been fluctuating. It's just our Wi-Fi is not good either. So. Well, There's just a lot working against me right now, but I'll see you guys in a hundred days <laughs> with my Mass Effect Andromeda review <laughs> for a game that I've already played. <laughs> That's also how many years of 2017? Four years old? Yeah. It's going to be a big episode. The Mass Effect Andromeda <laughs> review coming soon. <laughs> Actually coming in a hundred days, not coming soon at all. Not soon at all. But it's going to be an exciting episode, you know? Right. We're going to go all out. <laughs> It'll be... That'll be another three-hour episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, that covers that covers everything we've played and all the news this week. How are yep. you feeling a uh, week after E3? You getting any blues or are you getting excited for what's to come? I'm kind of getting the blues because I feel like a lot of what was announced is like 2022. So I'm yeah. feeling a little blue right now because I'm like, what do I do? I'm just sort of going through my standards, which are games that I play... Like, I'll play the game, and then I'll be done with the game, and then I'll just restart the game again. (laughs) I'm crazy! (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Nintendo set us up for a pretty good rest of this year, but, like, Microsoft did not. It was mostly next year, and we don't even know what PlayStation's doing. So, yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I mean, I'm excited for that Nintendo stuff, and I'm, I'm excited for whatever PlayStation might have that we just don't know about yet, but yeah, I'm excited for EA play live, yeah, but that's, that's far away. you know, just in case I see it, you know what game I'm talking about. I don't think I've mentioned it yet. This episode. So you haven't no go for it. Um, I'm hoping that we'll see dragon age at EA play live. Wow. And there's my I mean- mentor for the week. I mean, let's be fair. You probably hope to see Dragon Age every day, regardless of what you're watching. It's true. I you could do. be watching like an episode of Grey's Anatomy, and you're just like, geez, I really hope she comes out. Grey exactly. comes out and says, Dragon Age 6, 7, 8. 10. 10? Yeah. Isn't this 5? It's 4. I said, I said 6 first, right? You did, yeah. Okay, that's a joke then. If I said five, I was wrong. If I said six, it was a joke. Right, 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 right. You're ne- yeah. We're never wrong on this podcast. No, we already discussed this last week. <laughs> it's like it's like a Mandela effect thing. If we're ever wrong, it's because we're from an alternate universe. We're, we're Ex- from a, a rift apart, if you will. Exactly. And we just have a different understanding. Exactly. Kelly, your, your alternate dimension, your rifted version of yourself... What's their favorite game? Call of Duty. Black Ops. One? Yeah. Okay. 
Is there a second one? Oh, yeah, there is. It just came There's out. four. Oh. Call of Duty Black Ops 1, 2, 3, and 4. Oh, I didn't know that. And then Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Is that the fifth one? Was, or is I that thought it was just one? Call of Duty Cold War. Maybe it's just But Call no, of- you're right. It is Black Ops because they're like undercover. Right? Ronald yeah, it's Reagan. Black Ops, it's Black Ops Cold War. Cold War. Two subtitles. Yes. And it is the fifth. Okay. The fifth Black Ops. Okay. So no, there are not two Black Ops games. There are five. All right. Well, you know, I was close. Yeah. I think I can't think of a better note to end this episode on. Me neither. So make sure you tune in next week. We'll have a bunch of new news. This has been the post E3 show. Substantially shorter. It almost feels like we're missing something just because last week was so obscene. (laughs) But I hope you had fun, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. See you next week. Thanks, everybody. See ya.